Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Hey guys, it's Dave Mormon, your home service business coach. I got a fun episode coming up for you here. I get to sit down and chat with my friend, Ryan Lermit of Umbrella Property Services. Ryan is a veteran in our space. He's a younger guy, but he's been doing this uh, for more years than I have. And I've been able to look up to him and learn a lot from him about the industry. And he was also actually instrumental in starting, getting you know me inspired to start up my Christmas light division revive lighting so ryan's business takes care of exterior cleaning and also holiday lighting services in the vancouver british columbia area in canada it's a very affluent area there's a lot of money flowing around and it's a major economic hub here in canada what's great about ryan is not only is he a great employer but he also takes measures for donating to charity and for those of you who know me that was also instrumental in how I started Revive is we donate 3% of every job to sponsor global water wells in Cambodia. So for Ryan, he's really connecting his uh, local client base with his employees and doing good in the community. So I'm not going to spoil the interview for you, but we do get in and talk about how we can connect charity initiatives to our business and use it for the greater good. So there's a ton of value here from Ryan. Uh, connect with his social channels at Umbrella Property Services, and uh, he's always a wealth of knowledge. So I really hope you enjoy this sit-down chat that I get to have with Ryan Lermit of Umbrella Property Services. Um, nice. Cool. So we are live on uh, on Facebook here. Whoever's watching, welcome to our short interview. I've got with me today uh, Ryan Lermit. Ryan is the CEO and founder uh, at Umbrella Property Services based in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on uh, this Facebook Live uh, with Revive, Dave. Yeah, awesome, man. Um, so I uh, I met Ryan through a friend of a friend who graduated from Trinity Western and uh, Tyler Heppel, actually. And he said, so shout out to Tyler. Tyler said a couple years ago, he said, Dave, you have to meet this guy, Ryan. He is a, a smart business guy, one of my mentors, and he's in your same cleaning industry. So Ryan and I grabbed a coffee at, uh, at a Starbucks there in Langley. And uh, we've now been uh, in battle buddies uh, in the same industry, albeit different geographical locations. So um, that's kind of the, the background on Ryan and I. But Ryan, can you tell us um, what Umbrella Property Services is all about and, and kind of when it started and kind of the services that you guys offer? Sure. Yeah, happy to. Uh, so Umbrella Property Services is a carbon neutral exterior cleaning concierge. We specialize in and uh, strata work. We do some commercial, uh, but it, it varies on what kind of commercial we do. 
We do window cleaning, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, and Christmas lights. Okay. And your your Christmas lights is under a different uh, different brand though, right? Yeah, so our Christmas light brand is Light Nights Lighting. Yeah, we've been around uh, since 2009-10, around there. So when we started uh, Light, Light Nights, the brand has been around for, yeah, about 2011 or 12, actually. Okay, cool. Um, and for the listeners watching, Ryan's been a big help with us as we've started our Christmas light journey just last year. Um, I feel like I was calling Ryan every second day with, with questions on Christmas lights. So he, uh, he's your Christmas light guy for all of you out in Vancouver surrounding areas. So, and that's one thing I wanted to say on this talk too, you know, I've had a few friends that are like, why would you ever, uh, be friends with your competition? And, and the funny thing with Ryan and I is, um, we're actually based like 30 miles apart and, uh, we actually refer our clients to each other uh you know because it's just a more efficient business model we both want to stay pretty local in our in our hub so um that's kind of yeah. a, a background on us referring each other work so yeah um and what is it that you like about you know ryan obviously anyone watching home services has its challenges owning the business um but what is like a couple things that you you really like about being in the home services for your career uh, so what I like about the home services industry is first and foremost, there's recurring revenue. So most of our client base comes to us year after year. Uh, so there is an anticipation uh, that we can build into our budget for how much money, how much revenue we're going to be bringing in per year, um, just as a baseline. So that's really nice because uh, unlike some industries where it, let's call it you're in a startup mode every spring with completely new businesses uh, or sorry, with completely new clients. So you're constantly having to churn that, that big machine, right? To just keep it kind of going. Uh, whereas in the cleaning industry, yeah, of course, we're trying to grow and we're trying to make our business bigger and better. Um, but we don't have to worry so much about bringing in all new clients every year. We've got a very good client base. Uh, we service them well. We've got great customer service. And so, yeah, most clients come back year after year. Um, in our Christmas light division, we're above 80% uh, wow. recurring. And in our cleaning, we're in between 70 and 80%. Wow. How long would you say that's taken to really build up, uh, Ryan? Like, we're kind of three years in now and starting to feel more that recurring, um, but it's definitely not the percentages you're saying does that does that take some time to build up or is that more of a a script at the end of the job your technicians are doing to rebook these clients or how does that kind of work yeah so uh for us there is a bit of a post job like we have quite a sequence of things that we do once the job's completed so that the client uh is insuring they feel like you know they've gotten a, a good job done or if the job wasn't up to their satisfaction uh, we're going to be quickly fixing it. Um, and we just try to keep iron mind. There's a or top of mind, sorry, uh, for our clients. There's a few marketing people that I like to listen to. Um, the one that talks about this is the, it's called GKIC. 
And those guys have talked about having an iron fence around your clients. Mm. And so just building that fence up, being top of mind, not just contacting them in the spring, in March and saying, hey, you want to get your gutters done. Having a recurring drip cycle, uh, it doesn't have to be every month, but at least the co- it needs to be more frequent than just one time per year that the clients hear from you. Um, so that's how we have been able to, um, I'd say, keep most of our clients pretty happy that they come back year after year. Uh, the Christmas light clients, uh, we just we do, I think we just do a really good job. Cleaning can be more people can be more finicky about cleaning. Uh, with Christmas lights, it seems like people, as long as you're doing a good job, they're always going to come back to you. Um, mm-hmm. we, so like the life cycle of a client can be up to eight, nine, 10 years kind of thing. Wow. Um, That's awesome. You yeah. said, you said that marketing podcast is G K I C. Uh, it's not a pod. I, I or it's don't a book. think they have a podcast. It's a, it's a paid subscription. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's GKIC insider circle. Cool. We started years ago. Uh, so, uh, they're based out of the U S it's cool. a worthwhile investment. Yeah. Um, look, look into other, that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other thing that I like about the home services industry is seasonality. Um, I, I actually kind of like the fact that I can go uh, have a little bit of a break. It, like we go really hard from, let's say, March through uh, the end of June, July. And then we have end of July into August as a quieter time. We're still operating. We're still running strong, but we're not like full tilt um, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that ebbs and flows into our Christmas light season quite well as, as also. So uh, in 2019, I went to Mexico with my wife and kids for five weeks for a kite surfing trip. Nice. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do that any other way, right? Like having the seasonality allowed me to do that. When it was yeah. a quiet time, it was a quiet time in our business. And so it's easy to get away, uh, step away and still have it running, but just you not there doing the yeah. kind of daily check-ins. Yeah, man, that's amazing. I found in cleaning, you know, it spikes up, like you said, that spring summer rush, it kind of lulls August, September. And then now with lights or gutter cleaning, you know, October, November, December, you end the year on a on a ski jump again. So like every season almost has like two seasons to it with a little little valley in between and kind of going away in that valley is a, a really like wise idea, I think. Yeah. Um, nice. I enjoy that. Yeah. And I hear you on the recurring revenue. You know, my, uh, my background was having a house painting business for a number of years and, um, it's almost like you, you're looking for that home run job at the, you know, every single year, cause you could service the heck out of your client in 2009. Well, they're probably not going to call you till 2019. If you actually painted the house properly, it's going to take 10 years for the pigments and the paint to break down and for your service to be needed again. Like, yeah, there is the inside painting component, but you're right with the cleaning man. It's, it's clockwork. And if you're doing a good job, um, you're going to get that recurring revenue, which, which is gives a business owner. I think a lot of peace of mind to know these clients are, are counting on you every season. Yeah, totally. 
Um, okay, so let's dive into talk about coronavirus here. Um, can you tell us um, how how's it been affecting your business over there in, in Vancouver when it comes to, to to property maintenance? Sure. Yeah, for the most part, we're being good. Um, we're a little bit slower than I would like at this time of year. Um, hey, Tim. So, uh, yeah. I would like to be a little bit busier, but I'm also really feeling fortunate that, uh, that we're, we're running. Uh, we're probably at like an 85% uh, of what we were doing last year at this point in the season. Uh, we are still hiring for one more uh, vehicle or one more like, team. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but we're just cautiously how, how much work we want to provide to that team right now. So, yeah. Um, so far, it's been okay. Like we have certainly had people say, "Yeah, let's just hold off for until maybe June or July, just to see how things are going." So maybe we'll have a more consistent year this year, where normally May and June are really busy. Maybe we're going to be like a eighty percent in May and June, and instead of having like a forty percent or fifty percent in June and or July and August, we'll be at like sixty or seventy percent. Yeah, it could be a good thing too, man, giving a, a little bit of breathing room. I know like our May and June last year was like madness. The phone's ringing and yeah. you can't hire people fast enough. If that edge got taken off a little bit, um, our numbers are really similar to you, like down a little bit, um, but it's definitely not down in the dumps where we're having to lay off tons of people and, and do contingency plans and stuff like that. So. Um, I think we're like really yeah. fortunate, to be honest, the industry we're both in, the fact that we're um, outside people's homes and uh, we're able to still yeah. go to site and provide a contactless service, you know, pay by credit card. Uh, we can do quotes on Google Street View. I feel like pre-COVID, both our businesses already were, were utilizing technology and, and not having a ton of human contact. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you've done a really good job of marketing. Uh, we do a good job of digital marketing as well um, and making use of the technology that is available. Like it's not rocket science. We were just using what's out there to be able to provide quotes to people uh, without having to to be in their home or, you know, even have to meet with them. Because that's a, that is a constraint to getting a job mm -hmm. is trying to meet with somebody like if it's a three hundred or five hundred dollar job, you shouldn't be meeting them. Like it should yeah. be a ideally, uh, you would be doing it over the phone uh, with you know specific questions and uh, and then getting them a quote based on Google Street View, satellite, other other services that there are out there. Yeah, you're right. The uh, there's not a whole there's not a bottleneck really to us booking work is when it comes to the the quoting stage. Sales is like really fast. It's like get me the price, like book it. Painting, yeah, your ticket size. It's really drawn out. Roofing, gonna go get five quotes, sit on it for a month or whatever. Um, yeah, can you? Um, I saw your company did something really cool with um, a charity endeavor um amidst coronavirus and you know i know jobber we both use for our crm and um they were uh, promoting uh what you did and so i just wanted to 
have you on here to kind of our followers and and uh, get you telling everyone uh, how you innovated and, and tell us a bit about that charity initiative. Yeah, sure. Uh, so when with the situation that's going on with coronavirus, uh, I food bank, the Vancouver Food Bank's been on my radar for a while. Um, and I just woke up one morning and I was like, hey, um, well, so, okay, backtrack, sorry. How it started was um, I noticed in our strata that a ton of the pop cans and beer cans just got tossed. Like they're put in the recycling bin, but then they just go to the big recycle wherever. And I don't know if they get refunded or not. So last summer, I, I went and got a, a bag, uh, like a clear bag in the bag holder. And I put a sign above it and I said, kids party fun. Um, and people started putting these, uh, the, the beer cans and pop cans into there and return it depots do express. So you can sign up, they will count all of the cans for you. And then they'll just literally put the deposit into your bank account. Um, so I did that. And over the course of about six months, I, our strata accumulated, uh, over $500 worth of, uh, refunds. And I just, I was like, man, the kids in our complex don't need a party right now. Somebody else needs some this money. And so I donated the $500 to the Vancouver Food Bank. And I was like, that, you know, that, that's an initiative right now that's needed. So I you know, told the Strata, everybody in it, they were like, that's a great idea. And then a couple of days later, I woke up and I was thinking about things in the shower. And I said to myself, man, we need to, we have vans, like we have big vans that, can move a lot of stuff we need to we need to reach out to all of our client base and say hey who's interested in dropping off or like leaving out some food for the um food bank and we're gonna donate a dollar for every pound collected and i initially was like i think that's a pretty good idea maybe it's kind of crazy i don't know we'll see so we sent it out to our um to our our email database with a goal of 500 pounds and um we had about 40 people respond and so we were pretty happy with that and i figured maybe of 40 40 people maybe we get 400 pounds right i was like dang we're not going to get our goal but that's you know happy to 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 at least help <laughs> and we got 950 pounds 948 pounds wow to be exact. that's yeah. amazing man that's awesome yeah yeah so we collected two of our vans, collected all of the, the food bank donations. So we got 948 pounds plus $250 in checks from clients. Uh, and then we donated $948 to the food wow. bank. And we went to the food bank and we gave it to the food bank and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was great. It's, um, there's certainly a need for people right now. There's a lot of people that are without work. Um, and uh, maybe just not knowing exactly where their next meal is going to come from. So the Vancouver Food Bank mm -hmm. is fantastic. And you took your work vans, you said, did some of your guys come with you on that to, for the food drop-off? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so powerful. I find when the your guys can connect, like, the deeper why from to what they're actually doing, like, yeah, both of us are – 
we charge, we charge money, money to spray water, water dirt, 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 yeah, we're cleaning stuff here. We're doing a great job collecting the reviews, but there's a deeper why that through a crisis, we can actually you leverage our client base and go and do some good and give. Um, Cause like food bank numbers I was reading is like way down right now. Every, every charitable giving is down. Um, it all makes sense. People go into kind of a scarcity mode and, and people do lose their jobs. You can't fault anybody for that. It's a, it's a tough time that everybody's going through. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and charities in general right now are going to get just slammed. Yeah. So any way you can help out is good. You know, even even small businesses are getting slammed. I would even say charities even more because that's uh, you know almost superfluous. A lot of people give when there's extra icing on the cake, not necessarily as like a as a really deep hierarchy of needs. They don't really resort to that right away. Yeah. I think it. I think it's interesting too. Like um, we both service fairly affluent areas. You know, you're out in Vancouver, one of the most wealthy cities in the world. Uh, we're out in in Surrey, more the southern part, White Rock. There's a lot of disposable income. I think it's amazing to yeah. use your company as a vehicle to to allow the wealthy to to give in something a, a greater good. Obviously, it's resounded with with what you guys have done there with that donation. Yeah, and the key I think for that one was we made it super easy. Like, con connect with us, let us know that you're interested. We take care of everything else. We'll pick it up. We'll take it to the food bank. Like we did everything. They just had to mm. leave it on their doorstep. One lady had her whole doorstep area. Like it, and it, we're talking like a large home just full of food. I actually, we knocked on the door to be like, are you, is this all for us? Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe someone else is coming to pick up some food yeah. from you as well today. I don't know, but like, it was so much. Um, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Man, that must feel pretty good though, hey? How, like, inspiring your team to, like, pairing your team up, your initiative with your client base. Because um, you've been yeah. servicing these clients, some, some of them, like you said, for, eight, nine, 10 years now, they're, they're obviously pretty loyal to you and, and your values you stand for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, that's, a, that's amazing. Con congrats on that. Um, right. now you're obviously based in Vancouver, coronavirus is going on. Can you tell us some, you know, there's some other small business owners listen to these interviews how would uh what are you doing right now to really market and communicate to your clients through coronavirus what what tweaks what changes have you made at all so for the most part we've adjusted to we're not doing a hard sell right now we're just doing share uh share that we're out there share that we're working share that uh we can help uh, and it doesn't mean that we have to wash your windows or pressure wash your driveway right now maybe it's get your groceries or maybe it's pick up food for the food bank because you don't want to go to the grocery store to pick up things and take it there. Like, so we, we've, we've adjusted to that. Um, and just making sure that people know we're out there and we're, we're ready for them when they're ready for us. Mm -hmm. 
have you um have you tweaked anything with your inside window cleaning have you paused that or do you guys mask up or what's going on with that service we have completely shut down on our interior window cleaning yeah um our guys aren't too keen on it uh our clients frankly aren't too keen on it so it's kind of um it's just at this point i don't see a real need for it if someone was to say well i'm going to find someone else to do it maybe we would have a conversation uh, about it um mm. but so far all of our clients have been happy to just say okay you know what i understand um let's let's hold off on the interiors right now yeah the uh, the interior windows will be dirty post coronavirus so you can can tee it up then i'm sure it'll probably be a big yeah. pent up demand i know for us for window cleaning probably you know, eight out of 10 window clean jobs are exterior only. It's really that top 20% that want the insides done. So it's not a, not a big moneymaker for us, to be honest. Um, so if I had not to pick a service, yeah, if I had to pick a service to pause it, it probably would be, would be that one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, couple more questions here uh, for you, Ryan. Um, can you tell us kind of where where the business is heading? You said obviously you've got some history behind you. Um, you've got a good team. You, I know you got a strong team in the office, and you have crew leaders who do the work. So you're really the you know pushing the business operations and the sales side and running your Christmas lights. So you you juggle a lot. Where do you see uh, Umbrella going? Say in two years, three years time. Um, what what do you uh, kind of see where the company's going? Yeah, sure. Uh, so our goal is steady growth of about 20, 25% per year, year over year. Um, I really believe in helping those that have worked hard for the business. So what I'm looking for in the next two, three years is a general manager type individual to come into the business to become a partner within the business, having some ownership and letting that person really run and take umbrella uh, to multiple cities maybe or just having an x you know revenue line that we just we know is, is good mm -hmm. provides uh well for our family and uh, for that person's family and allows me to step back from the day-to-day -day of umbrella and let me focus more on the real estate investments that i like to uh dabble in yeah it's funny uh our Two comments ago came in Tim Sawatsky speaking of real estate. He said two two hustlers and gave the the pound fist. Um, yeah. Tim Tim's a good uh, buddy of ours and uh, uh, you know have connect. I think I actually connected Tim and Ryan back in the day. And then uh, Jordan he's Shaw. Well, who's, go ahead. Yeah, he. Well, he. Uh, yeah, you connected me last year, and Tim sold one of my investment properties last summer. Yeah that's yeah. uh that's awesome you guys uh, became good buddies and then uh jordan shaw is also in our cleaning space he said nice work uh guys so uh no questions so far but thanks for the comments um let me just get back to my notes here um yeah ryan it's it's funny you mentioned the general manager you know we've uh we could probably talk about this a long time but um do you feel the the space we're in you know, home services, there's a high level of client service needed. And there's oftentimes a gap from um, our hiring labor gap. You know, we struggle to find 
qualified staff. Um, do you find the way to grow this business is is a partner is is needed with or a general manager at least with some level of ownership? Do you think that's a, a requirement, or do you think you still could grow it without having someone necessarily with any equity or any skin in the game? I think you could do it. I think that anything is possible. I think that the best way to do it is probably to give up some ownership. We're not talking giving up more than 50%, but maybe you give up 20% um, or maybe you uh, do 10, right? Like 10 is not a, it's really not a lot uh, to take away from the ownership of your business. And it just gives that person the carrot that they need to grow um, mm -hmm. and to maintain the business um, to what it needs to be to, to be profitable uh, for them and for the owner. Uh, for us, like, and it allows us to step out because it, we are constrained. So you have, from a growth perspective, you can franchise, you can license, but that's a bit trickier. Um, or you can do more of like the, the being a home advisor, or a little bit of your stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. Selling the let's call it selling the expertise that you have on how to build a business mm -hmm. and um, being an authority within the space. Yeah. There's a, there's a few different ways you could take it. That's for sure. I think at the very least there should be some level of a, a profit share model worked out for a leadership team or for, you know, your right hand operations person. I think like if you come through this year, 2020, you, hit or exceed your goals, there's a good amount of profit, things went well. I think that person who's largely the, the engine driving it should be rewarded. Because you, you look at us, we've put in years of time um, to get to where we are. Um, and if, yeah. if you want someone really to come in and be us for the next 10 years, they should be rewarded. It's probably what we would have want had done to us, you know, 10 years ago or, or whenever. Totally. So for those of you listening who are, uh, you know, have that level of entrepreneurial spirit and maybe, you know, you don't want to start something from zero, um, reach out to Ryan. I'll put his contact info here. Um, he is what I hear a great boss. I've talked to his guys at the home show and, uh, Ryan, that, that would be on your timeline probably in the next couple of years. Hey, finding someone and, yeah really bringing them into the umbrella family. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. Um, okay. So wrapping up, um, Ryan, what is the best way uh, for someone to get in touch with you? Say they're, uh, say they're wanting to connect or they're based out uh, wherever they are and they're looking for cleaning or are you looking to, to staff up? You said you wanted to maybe get another truck on the road. So give us a few ways that, interested people could could connect with you what's best okay uh hello at umbrella i'm like looking down at my notes no how, i know this information hello at umbrella services.ca uh okay. is the email that goes to our general email um it gets answered pretty quickly uh so all of our uh, recruitment efforts get pushed there uh, leads come in that way. So best to, to reach out that way first. Uh, you can also reach us at one triple eight two five five four triple six. 
And uh, you can also find us on Instagram, umbrella services underscore YVR. Okay. Yeah. And who, who um, if I'm a client, who would be like your ideal client? What's a few uh, characteristics? Uh, our ideal clients are affluent uh, homeowners, large homes, aren't going to do any of the services themselves, and they're doing window cleaning, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, Christmas lights with us. Okay. So not just having one revenue stream from that individual, they're buying all, all of it from us. Sweet. Because you guys also... All, but... I, yeah, I, I hear you. You guys also service some um, property managers too, right? Like I know I've connected you with a, a friend of mine, Devin, for some, uh, who's a painting contractor. You've done uh, like pre-paint washes too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pro property manager, affluent homeowner, maybe other contractors, anybody else? Nope, that's our number. I mean, commercial property managers, strata managers, residential, affluent residential. Um, and uh, we do work for other painting companies to do washing. That's one area that we do, uh, but we strictly work in Vancouver. So um, okay. we, yeah. And um, last question, I didn't uh, prep you on this one, but do you have a, a one or two pieces of advice? Say I'm, uh, I'm thinking I can start my own business in the home service space. Uh, I see my friends doing it and they seem to be sitting on a beach every winter and their life is so good. And what's maybe one or two things you would say to maybe as a caution or a piece of advice or a FYI if uh, kind of looking at back because I know you've been in home services now for like a decade. So um, maybe leave us on that note, then we'll close out. Sure. Um, be ready to hustle. Definitely. Um, anytime you start your own business, it doesn't matter whether it's home services or uh, anything like ice cream parlor, um, you are going to hustle. You need to, if you're building it from the ground up, get ready to work super hard. So if you don't have a family, that's a great time to do it because that you don't have very many responsibilities and commitments. Um, and enjoy the ride. Like it's hard, uh, but it's lots of fun and it's really rewarding to be able to do um, the things we do to teach, to coach, to lead, uh, to provide a good service, um, develop a lot of good relationships through that. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. That's awesome, man. Good, good advice for the listeners and, um, yeah, I want to thank you for, uh, for you know, I really respect and value our relationship. And thanks for coming on uh, this Facebook Live here. Uh, we could connect our two communities. And uh, um, yeah, man, thanks for sharing your insights too with uh, what you guys are doing through COVID and like your charity uh, initiatives too are uh, super inspiring. And, uh, and, you know, I think other business owners can, uh, can learn lots from the lead that you guys are taking. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Dave. I really appreciate it. For sure, brother. Well, I'll let you run. And uh, thanks again to whoever watched this or is watching it. Uh, thanks for your time and uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Cool. Take care. All right. See you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.